This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Did you know that without faith it is impossible to please God? Therefore, any obstacle that hinders you from living a life of faith pleasing to God is one that needs to be overcome. One obstacle, because it is such an evil spirit, Satan will always try to use first to weaken even the strongest and most effective faith, simply called fear, it is his choice of weapons in the battle to control a believer's life. Over the next six days of his popular Overcomer series, Pastor teaches on overcoming fear and how best by using spiritual weapons you can break the sometimes paralyzing impact a spiritual battle and fear might have on a believer. Since the spiritual antidote to fear is faith, Pastor's simple but powerful solution is to apply this godly principle. Replace every fear thought with a faith thought. Now, here's Pastor to expose more of its evil nature and how to finally overcome fear in your life. So we're back to the second epistle of Timothy, and we are talking about the subject of fear. We talked about some things last week and want to pick up and just go a little bit deeper and a little bit further into this message. First, uh, second Timothy chapter uh, one and verse seven says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear is not of God. It does not originate from God. It does not come from God. And please understand as we're talking about the subject of fear, the Bible does reference fear in a couple of different ways. And uh, we want to be sure two ways distinctly. We want to be sure that everybody understands the distinction between the two types of fear that are mentioned in the Bible. Uh, The first mention of fear is talking about the fear of the Lord. There are several verses. One in particular says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom or knowledge. Um, Now, that kind of fear is not the kind of fear that we're addressing in this series of messages. That word fear in the Old Testament specifically, where it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, Translating that word to fear, that word fear means awesome respect, honor. All right? That's a different kind of fear. That's a fear, that's a, a respect that one would have with someone who they look up to or honor as being greater than them. There's a respect. The, the Bible translates that word fear. The type of fear that Timothy, uh, uh, Paul is writing to Timothy about is a totally different aspect of fear. This word fear has to do with terror or fright or you know that feeling of that anxious feeling or that anxiety that comes from being afraid of things. So this fear is a totally different kind of fear than the fear of the Lord. This is the fear that we are talking about, that terror, fright, that uncomfortable feeling that people get along the way of life. Now the important thing to understand is that this particular type of fear does not come from God. It says that God has not given us the spirit of fear. So we understand by that verse that this type of terror, fright, agitating, irritating 
kind of fear does not come from God. It's, it, it, its origin is not from the Lord. But yet it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. So we learn something else about this fear. This fear is a spirit. So where does this spirit of fear come from? If it doesn't come from God, there's only one other place it could come from. That is the devil himself. And the devil conveniently uses this type of fear in the lives of Christians, especially. Although fear is a worldwide problem, it's a human problem, all right? Especially in this day and age that we live in, there's so much bad news around that fear is, fear is, a, is at an all-time high. But as it relates to us, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, the devil will use fear as a blockade or a way to impede our progress as we move through life. And many, many times, there may be some of you here that, you know, you have locked up dreams and visions and desires in your heart. But what prevents you from moving towards those dreams or desires or making those advancements in your life? Many, many times, if more times than not, I think you find out that often what it is, is it's that fear that's pressuring us on the inside, causing undue caution. I mean, I believe in caution. I think we need to use caution when we move ahead. But undue caution, uh, caution... You know, mag, you know, magnified a hundred times, it, it really now it really falls into the level of fear. So caution is a good thing. Fear is not a good thing. So many times, the reason why we do not, you know, launch out, do those things that we want to do, better ourselves, make some, take some chances in life, so to speak, in, in, increase, improve. Uh, a lot of times, it's because it's just plain old fear of the outcome or fear of the results of making those decisions that holds us back and really imprisons us and immobilizes us and paralyzes us. And we cannot make those decisions because we're afraid we're gonna make a mistake or we're afraid that things aren't gonna turn out the way we want them to turn out. And hence what happens is that people are stuck. And, and let, me, let me say this, the devil's major plan, now listen, everybody listen to this because this is so, so invaluable and so important to every person that's here. The devil's plan, his, his greatest desire for your life and my life is to make us ineffective for God and what God wants to do in our lives. If he could paralyze us and immobilize us by fear, he's got us exactly where we want, he wants us. Because he works in the realm of fear and that's the way that he paralyzes, stops, halts, impedes people's progress, believers' progress as we're moving along in life. God has put all these wonderful promises before us. All of them, we're going to look at some today, all these promises to be with us, to help us, to strengthen us, to encourage us, to bless us, to go before us. All of these wonderful things that God, this vast array of verses and promises that God gives us to encourage us and to strengthen us that we might go forth fearlessly. And yet the devil will use that, that same old trick of fear over and over and over again in our lives to halt us, to stop us, to slow us down and to impede our progress in the promises and the purposes and the visions and the dreams that God has planted in our heart. And consequently, I've come to know many Christians that are really stuck because of fear. Really stuck where they are because of fear. Many times people are stuck in a job, they're stuck in a relationship, they're stuck with friends that, you know, uh, that in relationships that they're not happy about. And it's all because they're afraid to make decisions and to make moves in a different direction. And um, you see, you're going to have to determine in your life whether you're either going to operate by faith or you're going to operate by fear, right? Because faith and fear are opposite one another. De the devil works in the realm of fear. God works in the realm of faith. Now, I will say this, that every time you launch out in faith, and you, you all confirm this, if, if this is true in your life, 
But every time you launch out in faith, there's always an element of fear that tries to halt you and prevent you from moving on in faith. So, so please understand that it doesn't mean that you're never going to ever not deal with fear. We always deal with some element of fear. But the question remains, are you going to allow that fear in your life to hold you back and to prevent you from bettering your life um, receiving and enjoying the full benefits and privileges that are outlined and promised to you by this word because fear holds you back. You can improve your life. You can better your life. You can, you can have more and be better and enjoy more and, and accomplish more in your life. But you have to break the realm of fear, this, this, this realm of fear or this, uh, this, this element of fear that wants to hold us back. People are afraid of all kinds of things, you see. Uh, sometimes folks come out of bad relationships. Maybe you had a bad marriage. And you're afraid. You're afraid of, of another relationship. Well, that holds you back. E- even though your heart desires and wants that another relationship, you're afraid to move forward with that because you, your heart was so badly hurt by something. Listen, not every, every husband or every wife is a jerk. Right? Maybe you were married to one years ago and, and they were a jerk. Well, that doesn't mean that everybody is, is a jerk. You see? And now you're, you're enlightened, you're smarter, you're, you're a believer. You're not just going to pick up any Tom, Dick, or Harry that comes down the road. You, you, hopefully you're not, you're not looking for this one sitting on a bar stool in a bar somewhere. But, but this one you're looking for in, in the kingdom, praying and seeking God. And, all right? So, so this time around it's going to be even better. But fear holds you back from, from doing that, right? Um, bad experiences, making, maybe having made mistakes before. Fear comes up every time you try to do something else because you're always looking at the mistakes you made in the past. But you see, you can't do that because if you're going to progress in life, you're going to have to face some fears and you're going to have to break through uh, to the other side. The the very first thing that I learned so, so many years ago was that one of the ways, because the antidote to fear is faith. Does everybody understand that? The antidote to fear is faith. The, the stronger your faith becomes, the more you will break the back of fear in your life. Amen. The more you grow in faith and trusting God and, and allowing God to work in your life and trusting him every step of the way, because he will prove himself to you over and over again, right? The more you allow faith to arise in your heart and to build, the more you will break the back of fear in your life. Yeah. See, yeah. not that you will never have fear present but it becomes weaker and weaker in your life. You learn how. You become stronger and stronger in faith and you learn how to topple over those demons and spirit of fear that wants to come against you. But this is what I learned so long ago. Is that it's very difficult to build a life of faith, which is the antidote to fear, if you don't understand how much God loves you. You must first immerse yourself in the love of God and realize how important and how special And how wonderfully, as the Bible says, and fearfully you've been made by the hand of God. How God is, is, you know, God is watching over you. We'll look at some verses today that that nail this down and verify this. But that God is watching over you and keeping you and walking with you. The the verse that I gave um, that was so dear to my heart so many years ago, um, uh, it says in 1 John 4.18, There is no fear in love. But the perfect love, and that means the perfect love of God, casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who, has, he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So right there we learn that one of the reasons why maybe we're not walking fearlessly in this life or more fearlessly than we ought is that we haven't been perfected in the love of God yet. We do not fully understand how much God really loves us and how much protection he really has over our lives. 
And the more you, the more you love God and understand how much he loves you, and the more you immerse yourself in this word, and the more you become knowledgeable in this word, the more, uh, you, the more you realize how, how fail-proof you really are. You can't fail because you are God's property. And one of the reasons why people fail is because they just haven't immersed themselves in the love of God, and they're not really trusting God. They're still trying to do it on their own. Does everybody understand that? So I'm still, I'm still trying to manage my own life apart from God and trying to do it my way and not doing it God's way. And I end up failing because if you're going to succeed, you've got to follow the instructions, right? The instruction manual, right? So, but then again, you know, there, there are a lot of people, and I've met along the way, that are afraid to obey the word because they're afraid of what they have to give up or what they perceive as giving up. Let me, let me teach you something here. There's nothing that you turn over to God that God doesn't have in mind to turn something even better back into your life. There is nothing. The more of yourself that you give to God, the more you pick up this word and begin to live it and obey it and do it in your life, you just, God just gives you back so much more than what you ever thought you, you had in the beginning. Uh, you know, so, so God never, never requires more than he doesn't have in mind to pay you back double with. Does that make sense to everybody? So you have to understand how much God loves you. And even in the failures, even in the, sometimes what we perceive as disappointments, and sometimes they are disappointments. I found that along the way, everything becomes a lesson. Everything becomes an opportunity for God to show his faithfulness. And even through my failures and even through my difficult times and even through the re- times of rejection and even through the times of, you know, pain and, and hurt, God has used those now in my life to become wonderful lessons that are really part of the success story of my life. But if you're not careful, fear will immobilize you and paralyze you, keep you in the negative keep you always looking at the dark side of things and never really uh, giving God the opportunity to turn what we seem, what we look at as ashes, as the Bible says, to beauty. Because he will. He'll turn the ashes of your life into something very, very beautiful. God can do beautiful things with the ashes in our lives. I found that out to be true, but you've got to, oh, you've got to just, you've got to love them and just trust them. So that's how faith builds in your life. So uh, number one, do not fear your fears. Don't be afraid of fear. As I said a, a few minutes ago, fear will always be present as you are moving along in life and trying to do the things that you want to do and, you know, bettering and progressing. And, you know, how many of you want to be in a better place next year than you are right now? You want to have more? You want to increase? Maybe you're looking for a job. Maybe you're trying to, well, increase your education. Maybe you're going to start a business or thinking about it or doing something like this. You have to remember, or working on some project in your life, you have to remember that there's always going to be an element of fear. The devil isn't going to let you off that easily. So there's always going to be an element of fear. But don't fear fear or don't fear your fear. Psalm 34, 4 says, and this is what the psalmist wrote, he says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. What did he do in the time of fear? He sought the Lord. And isn't, isn't this amazing? that he sought God and God heard him. Do you know that God still hears you? Every prayer you pay, pray, every time you cry out, God hears the prayer that you pray. And notice he says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. So what am I supposed to do when I'm afraid? I'm to seek God. I'm to go back to prayer. 
and know that God hears me and God has a plan to deliver me from that fear and to help me to overcome that fear in my life. So Psalm 34, 7 says, now listen, listen, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him, reverential fear, and delivers them. He delivers them. All right. So the very first thing you need to learn is that the minute you got born again, the minute you gave your life to Jesus, God assigned you an angel to watch over your life. Right now, sitting in this room, every one of us who serves and loves the living God has an angel that's been assigned to us to protect us and to keep us from harm and from evil. When we get to heaven, we're going to see how many times angels where we were not even aware we were steps away from a disaster, but because we serve the living God, love the living God, and the angels were there, how many times those angels prevented a disaster in our lives? We don't know it. We don't see it. But there's going to come a time we get to heaven. I am, I am convinced, right, that many times I might have been steps away from some sort of a disaster, but that angel stopped that disaster and turned it somewhere else away from me. The angel of the Lord encamps around those. So why would we fear, fear our fears or fear anything? We, we should not because we, we, wherever, we, wherever we go, angels are present with us. So if you have any question about angels, angels are a reality. Angels are here. They have different functions. They do different things. They're, they're, they're sent, sent into the earth for different purposes. Some are in heaven for other purposes. But most definitely one of the purposes of angels is to be with every believer to guard, to guide, and to watch, and to care for. And I know it. In this world we live, a lot of crazy people. I know my angels protect me many times. I know it. I know. I don't know about you, but I know it. I know it. I know it. All right. All right. Uh, number two, don't fear trouble. Trouble comes to ever. We live in a very troubled world. Trouble is all around us. And Jesus even said, he said, while you're in the world, you will have trouble. You know that verse. But take courage or... Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. In other words, Jesus is overcome. We're in him. He's in us. Everything he has, we have. If he is overcome, we are overcomers. Amen. Right? So, so we are, the Bible, one, one reference says, we're more than conquerors in this world. All right? So don't fear trouble. When trouble comes, you know, fa just face it. Everybody's got trouble. All right? And you know as well as I do, you keep trusting God. Don't, don't, be, don't, don't let fear come upon you. God will take those troubled situations and circumstances in your life and it'll just come around and you'll find out that he'll turn trouble into a blessing. One way or another, that trouble is going to work for you and not against you. Come on, somebody in this house say amen. All right. So he is your help. Let me give you Psalm uh, 46, 1 and 2. It says, God is our refuge and our strength. What is a refuge? That's a place of safety. Right? Refuge is a place of safety. People take refuge from the storm. That means they go to somewhere safe. Well, God is our refuge. So in a time of trouble, what am I supposed to do? I'm not supposed to run from God in fear. I'm supposed to run to God because he is my refuge. And the Bible says, and my strength. He's my strength and my refuge. So I don't understand people get into trouble and for fear of trouble, they run away from God. That's the time for you to run to God because he is your, he's your protection in the time of trouble. Is anybody hearing me? He's not only your protection, but he's your strength. He's going to give you super and he's going to strengthen you in the midst of your trouble so that you're going to, listen, you're going to trouble your trouble. Your trouble is going to be troubled because of your faith 
and, and, and the fact that you are operating now in a supernatural strength that, that's not your own. I've been through some troubled times, let me tell you. And, and, and the testimony is this, I've been through them. They didn't bring me down. I got to the other side better than I went in. And I'll tell you this, in all of my trouble, I can testify to this. God's strength was present working in my life. He truly was my refuge. And had I not been trusting God and putting my faith in God, I might have run for fear. Because fear was trying to grip me through all of my trouble. But I found that holding on to, to the word, standing on the word and trusting God and running to God, he becomes your safe haven, your place of safety. And not only that, your strength in the midst of it. Did you ever see that? I love that little poster they have of the two footsteps in the sand. I think it's called footsteps in the sand. And, and I don't know how the whole poem goes, but the whole thing was when, when it reveals itself, it was Jesus was carrying, right, carrying us. And, and uh, should have been two sets of footprints, but there was only one. Jesus picked us up and carried us right through our trouble to the other side. That's what the word does, right? So, and you know what, you know what Paul said? He said, the things that have happened to me, and you know a lot of stuff, and this is in Philippians, book of Philippians. Paul says, the things that have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Now, the question is, when you're going through trouble, what are you going to do, shrink from, for, for fear? Are you going to shrink because of, of fear in your life? Or are you going to allow this to become a testimony unto the faithfulness of God, what he did in your life and how he worked it and how you got through it to the other side? We may never really answer the question of why something happened. That's maybe not for us to really understand, right? Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, the secret thing belongs to the Lord, but that which has been revealed is for us. So, so sometimes we may not understand something um, you know, trouble comes and we don't understand why it came, why it happened, why it turned out this way. And the devil will rack your brain with that thing, trying to, trying to pin blame on you, on somebody else, on something else. And really, that's all, that's all fear working in your life. Sometimes you just got to say, I don't understand it. I'm just going to keep on going. I'm going to keep serving. What's my choice? Give up on God? Back up from everything that I understand? Because I have a whole, you know, lifetime of blessings, God proving himself. So you got to be careful when you're in the midst of trouble. You got to run to God. You got to thank God. Just keep on going. He's going to take you out the other side better than the way you went in. And what the devil meant for evil, God will turn it to good in your life. It becomes a testimony in your life to the power, the faithfulness, and how God helps his people through troubled times. Does that make sense to everybody? All right. So here's a, here's a verse again. Um, God is our refuge and our strength. Uh, same verse, Psalm 46. A very present help in trouble. What is God? A very present help in trouble. God is present in all of your trouble. He's right there with you in your trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. And I like the way the word goes on. I don't have all the verses here, the whole complete verse. It says, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried away into the midst of the sea. And it keeps on going. Even though, even though, even though, even though. And we've got to have the same testimony. Even though, even though, even though, I will not be afraid because God is with me. I will not give way to fear because he is my present help even in the midst of trouble. Even though this, even though that, even though the other thing, even though all of this stuff, I refuse to give way to fear in my life because God is my ever-present help in the time of trouble. This word's going to work in my life. This word's going to work in my life. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.